The interview you are about to see is with the one and only David Icke, and you've all heard of him, you all know of him, and it is a one-on-one -on -one exclusive you won't see anywhere else over an hour plus long, and it is absolutely fascinating. He goes into so many incredible subjects, but before we get into that, I urge you to check those links below for the Iconic Network. If you use our link below to sign up for Iconic, you get an extended 10-day free trial to see all sorts of films, documentaries, series, uh, new shows, and you know, they're really taking over the game as far as independent media goes, and I really have to hand it to them, so make sure to check that out in the description. Also check the link for heavensharvest.com and get prepared today. You can go and get long-term storable food, that's non-GMO, heirloom seeds, and of course, water filtration and storage, books on how to get started. We have organic kits. All you have to do is use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of those products. Even if you don't qualify for the free shipping, I still urge you to use code WAM. Helps keep you alive and us alive at the same time. This is how we battle the Great Reset, by getting prepared today. This is how we battle technocracy, by getting prepared today. So check that link in the description. Save yourself, save your family. And anyway, with that said, enjoy this exclusive interview with the legendary David Icke. Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson, World Alternative Media here, and we are joined today by the legend himself, David Icke, author, uh, I mean, newscast legend. I mean, it, it, we could go into your biography all day, but I don't think we need to because most people already know who you are. What he's but, saying is I'm old. Yeah, That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that must, that must be it. Well, experience, I call it experience. Experience, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. better word. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about technocracy and as we see food supply crisis, as we see um, energy crises, they all seem to be obviously planned for a reason. And in comes the climate change nonsense, in comes the uh, technocracy, the 15-minute cities and all these things. I'd like to hear your thoughts because I'm sure you've done your research on this in the past, of course. Um, the background of technocracy and where we see this rooted in because this is something that isn't new. It's It's been being evolved for many, many, many decades over a century. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the origins of this idea. Well, technocracy was... Uh, very much uh, part of the scene in Canada in the 1930s mm. and uh, one of the leaders of the technocracy movement in Canada was the grandfather of Elon Musk. Elon Musk is of course a free speech absolutist mm -hmm. and although he's um, fronting up all these different companies like SpaceX putting low orbit satellites up there to create this cloud um, to which humans are supposed to be connected whether it's uh, Tesla with the autonomous car, electric car agenda, which is nothing to do with the environment, by the way, uh, whether it's um, connecting uh, the human brain to uh, artificial intelligence computers, which he's doing with Neuralink, on and on and on it goes. And um, it's uh, something that has been planned for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, People think that AI is a kind of a new thing, but we live in a world that's actually two worlds. And the difference between the two worlds is knowledge. So you have the world of what I call the global cult, this global network of secret societies that's behind and is driving this dystopia that we're seeing unfolding now around us all the time. And it has a level of knowledge, technological knowledge, the knowledge of the nature of reality, 
that it wants to keep from the population. So the same cult set up the education system, it set up the, the, the global media as it's become, and the whole idea of the media, Silicon Valley corporations, uh, the education system, because in America, um, the Rockefeller family, J.D. Rockefeller, was very much behind the creation of the education system, which is a programming system. Mm -hmm. And they're all together seeking not to educate the population, but to keep them in ignorance. Keep them in ignorance of what? Keep them in ignorance of what the cult know. Mm -hmm. And so there is a reason why they call secret societies secret and why the, uh, the knowledge that the secret societies hold are secret. And that's because they want to keep that from the population. So it starts to explain a few things. First of all, their timeline and their knowledge, which is passed on through the upper levels of the secret society network, generation after generation, is far, far more advanced than the population is allowed to know. And one of the great ways to uh, control people and to mislead people is to limit the sense of the possible. So when people like me and uh, others, you, come out and say, this is what the plan is, uh, the population say, that's not possible, that's ridiculous, they could never do that. Mm -hmm. That's when they're not saying they would never do that. Um, and in fact, what people believe is possible, funnily enough, is not the limit of possible. So in this secret society network, this other world, you've got a level of technological knowledge and knowledge of reality and how it works that is way ahead of the population. So suddenly we can understand why Aldous Huxley in 1932 could produce Brave New World, which talked about, for instance, um, a new human that would not be able to procreate and procreation would be done technologically and it would be the end of parenthood all these things that are happening in front of our eyes the technology he talked about the artificial wombs and stuff they're all coming online because well how did he know that well if you have access to the the other world then you have access to this much greater understanding of technologically technology and possibility um, and then, you know, y you look at all these uh, things that are happening now and how different people have said this is what's, what's coming. And people look at, you know, my work and they say, well, how did you know that? How did you know this? Well, because it's a plan. If it wasn't, how the hell would I know about it? Uh, what would I do? Sit, sit in a darkened room trying to pull it out the ether? The chances of being correct doing that are, you know, virtually zilch. But if you can uncover the plan, you can predict the future. And what you're doing actually is not predicting the future, you're predicting the plan. So there's a, there's a, a plan unfolding for humanity leading to total global dystopia based on AI and technology um, that will happen if there's not an intervention. And the fact that I wrote about this stuff so long ago and it's happening shows one thing, there hasn't been an intervention. But there needs to be, because if there isn't, this thing will play out. 
Well, David, you, you were talking about CBDCs back in the 1990s. There's some very famous clips that have gone around of you talking about these things. ...creating a problem in the world and making sure someone else is blamed for it in the public uh, arena, in the public mind. It could be a run on a currency, it could be a government collapse. At its most extreme, it could be a war. The creation of a one-world government to which nation-states would be principalities, administrative units, a world central bank which would administer all financial transactions on the planet, a world currency which wouldn't be coins and notes, it would be merely electronic, cashless society, for which there are fundamental implications for freedom, as we'll see as we go along tonight. A world army under centralized control, with nation-state uh, armies uh, dismantled under the uh, justification of seeking peace, and a microchipped population linked to a global computer, the latter of which sounds bizarre to many people on first hearing, except that we are ridiculously close to it and the technology already exists. And that's obviously one of the main mechanisms that they're utilizing in order to push people into subservience, essentially. And uh, I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on how that'll be utilized, how they will, what they can actually, what can, kind of control they can get over the average person utilizing a CBDC, because obviously I don't think there's anyone out there that's been warning about this longer than yourself. Okay, well, I have this phrase, uh, know the outcome and you'll see the journey. So if you don't know the outcome, the planned outcome, then everything in the world seems to be random. There's this uh, digital currency coming in. There's this thing, climate change. Well, we've got change because climate change, 15 minutes in Nigeria. It all seems random. What's going on? But when you know the outcome, then what you then see is not random events, but very clear stepping stones to that outcome. So let's look at the outcome. Uh, if people could imagine this. You um, eventually are connected to artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is no longer um, something that's, uh, you know, some abstract thing. It's now your mind. It's dictating your thoughts. It's dictating your emotional responses. And this is not just me uh, making it up. I'm quoting Ray Kurzweil, the Google executive, who says that by 2030, we'll be looking at uh, the human brain being connected to artificial intelligence. And in his words, after that point, artificial intelligence will do more and more of human thinking until human thinking as we know it is negligible. So there's number one. The, the foundation of it, which is artificial intelligence will be you. And artificial intelligence will be orchestrated in terms of what it's telling you from a central point. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a hive mind. I've been warning for decades about the fact that this was the plan to create a human hive mind they're now talking about it and of course they don't say we're going to create an hive mind so we can control you they say oh if we had a hive mind and every all minds were connected think of the thinking and the knowledge and the the creative power of that that's they're always selling it for for a reason um it's like Kurzweil he says well you need to be connected to AI and then we'll become gods we'll become superhuman no we'll become subhuman we'll become after human so that's number one. Now, how are they going to do that? Well, first of all, um, Kurzweil talks about humans being connected to the cloud. What is the cloud? It's a technologically generated electromagnetic uh, uh, radiation system, um, which is planned to um, hit every inch of the planet 
none excluded. So how do you do that? Well, what we do is we put um, towers up all over communities and that stuff, and they pound out 5G or 6G and 7G to come. Yeah, okay. But you're only going to be able to do that to a certain extent with towers. How else how are you going to cover every inch of the planet? Oh, I know. Low-orbit satellites. Yes, the low-orbit satellites that Elon Musk and SpaceX are putting up in their thousands all the time, and they've got permission for tens of thousands. Other companies are doing it too, but Musk seems to be the leader. To, to hit every inch of the planet with the cloud, this radiation, this technological sub-reality, as I've been calling it for decades. So how do they connect you to it? Well, first of all, the brain works electrically and electromagnetically so if you can uh, in in, in uh, if you if you like act into that then you can deliver um thoughts information uh, and uh perception that's okay but wouldn't it be better if you could get um a pandemic going which wasn't a pandemic but you claim it was and then you uh manipulate the population to take a fake vaccine that's not even a vaccine by previous criteria and uh, that that fake vaccine once inside started to build a technological nanotechnology system which people have shown in uh, you know blown up um, uh, sections of blood that would connect you and your brain, because it's this, this stuff in these fake vaccines is breaching the blood-brain barrier. It's supposed to protect the brain from that stuff. Um, it's now connecting you to the cloud. Now you are simply a computer on someone else's internet. Well, Moderna had the master patent uh, back in 2018 for the ability to inject people with organic slash inorganic materials that could be registered via 5G technology, and it's in their own paperwork. They, you know, people can look it up on their own website if they if they want. But they already had this master patent. So, what is the likelihood that they utilize something like this in in their vaccines or injections? I should say. Absolutely, and if you look at Mo Moderna documents, they describe the content of these fake vaccines as an operating system. Because we go back to um, the two worlds, part of what the cult knows and passes on through the generations of, of the inner core is that um, the body, as I've been uh, writing since uh, the 1990s, is a biological computer system. They know that. To them, biology is technology. And they know how to manipulate. Basically, it's software. You know that all this AI that's coming in and all this computer technology and, and what have you, it's technologically mimicking the reality that we're actually experiencing. And, and they're hacking into it. And so, first of all, you have this um, connection of AI to the human brain and the human body. So they are... Um, able to dictate your thoughts and uh, and and uh, emotions and also what's happening not least through this <coughs> fake vaccine again is they're phasing out human 1.0 this the biological human if you like and they're replacing it with a far far more synthetic human which would um, be much more effective in being connected to this 
AI, uh, cloud, etc. And this is where transgender comes in. All the dots connect in the end. When you look at older Suxley, who had access to this other world, uh, talking in um, the 1930s about the no gender human and how it would be created uh, and, and the species would be produced technologically and it would be the end of parenthood was because that's exactly what the plan is. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to um, transform a biological male, biological female human situation into a no gender human, well, first of all, you've got to change the perception of human. And so this is where the transgender comes in. I have this phrase, if something comes out of nowhere and is suddenly everywhere, it's the agenda. Someone's pressed a button on the next stage. And what we've seen is this whole transgender uh, hysteria come in and they're targeting the kids and the young people. Why? People like me, uh, by the time they want this uh, human 2.0 um, in place, we'll, we'll be gone. So they're targeting those who are going to be the adult population when that comes along and they're preparing them to accept it and so you um, have uh, the uh, constant um, confusion as they seek to fuse gender into no gender you confuse gender um, in the population you're targeting so this is why we have um, drag queens it suddenly Someone had an idea, everyone had the idea, let's put drag queens into schools and into libraries to read, uh, first of all, to read stories and then to start strutting their stuff as it becomes more extreme. Well, if you wanted to confuse gender in uh, the mind of a little kid, then a bloke in a dress with a beard uh, would be very, very uh, useful in doing so. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's, and, and I always say this to these transgender activists, you're being played like one of them. Because this is not about transgender. You're a stepping stone. That's why you're getting um, all the coverage. That's why you're getting all the protection and support from the system. Because you're a stepping stone. What they want is the no gender human. And it's a much more synthetic human. So it can be much more effectively connected to, to AI and the computer system. So if you're going to bring in human 2.0, and this is what's happening, and you know, this um, fake jab and what it's doing to the body is part of that, then you've got to get rid of human 1.0, haven't you? Yeah. So what you have is sperm counts plummeting through various means, not least the, the chemical input into people and the smartphones in the pocket, whatever. And you, you, you also, in the same time, you target men. Mm -hmm. You don't need men anymore because you, you're going to have a no procreating human. So they target men, toxic masculinity. And I said when that started, they're going to come for the women next. Mm -hmm. And now they're coming for the women because they don't need women either because it's a non-procreating human in the way that we've uh, seen it up to this point. So there is another aspect of it. Um, and then there's the control system. Imagine this, um, and we're closing on it very fast. 24-7 in this great reset world, every, not everything you say only, everything you think will be recorded by AI. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's already happening. You know, people, they were kind of resistant when people said, do you know, we're having this conversation, right, about this product or whatever, and then the adverts start coming up on, 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 on the Instagram feed or whatever, and people go, oh, no, that's far-fetched. Well, it's, this is the level of it now. Yeah, people I know have sat in empty rooms more than once, many times, and just thought about something, thought about it, and the next thing they know, minutes later, um, up comes an advert relating to what they've been thinking about on their Instagram feed or some other social media feed. So that's already happening. And, you know, I said earlier that one of the great ways and foundation ways of controlling people is to squeeze their sense of the possible. So you're manipulating them doing things that the population being manipulated think is impossible. And this is another, oh, they can't do that. That's ridiculous. They are doing that. That's the whole point. And the other thing about control is to take away all independence of action. So these 15-minute cities are about um, making people be um, confined to a very, very small area of, um, of, of, a, of a town, of a city, and the authorities deciding when you can leave or if you can leave. And, you know, this thing, human cause, climate change, etc., is a fantastic, massive, colossal hoax and scientific insanity. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I know. Let's take the gas of life, CO2, without which none of this greenery would be here. There wouldn't be any food. And let's demonize it. That would be a great idea. Um, and... Climate change is the gift that keeps on giving. That's why they've created it and um, hoaxed it. So on the grounds of um, you can't travel because you're creating CO2, mm -hmm. which means um, you're putting the planet in danger. We know that because we've seen it from our private jets. Um, you must be locked down in a tiny area of of a community and we will decide when or if you can leave and this is where this whole AI financial system kicks in because in places like Oxford in England and other cities in England and around the world they're creating these 15-minute cities I mean the, the mayor of London Sadiq Khan is creating uh, something very uh, much along those lines um, through uh, what he calls ULES the ultra low emission zones where you you have to pay a fee to come into uh london if you have a car that he says is emitting stuff that he doesn't think you should be emitting um that's all moving towards this 15 minute city in the in the greater london area because what does it involve it means putting cameras up everywhere to f to 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 spot your um your number plate, and if you are driving a vehicle in that area that um, is not of the, the, the level of emissions that they say it should be, then you're going to be fined. And e even if you're not fined, you have to pay £12.50 a day for entering London. So what this is doing is causing enormous 
potential damage as it's expanded to the whole of London to small businesses and people that use vans and, 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 and what have you and, and, and drive uh, to work and so on. Um, and so this is being justified for environmental reasons when the real reason is control. So you could say that when you go out of a, an area you shouldn't go out of in your vehicle and you get fined for doing so, which is what this, this is what it's, this is all about, then you just go, well, I'm not paying it. Oh, I tell you what, all these people, loads, thousands, thousands of people, you know, even millions of people, we're not paying it. Well, how about if you had a financial system based on a digital currency whereby they could take the fine out of your bank at the point of it being in their uh, view um, you've broken their law the whole ceasing to obey no we're not paying the fine and loads of people don't pay the fine so the whole thing falls apart that's gone because it's taking the money out of your bank and this is the idea and it's not just um, in the situation that I'm talking about it's any fine and the fines for um, doing what the authorities don't want you to do are just increasing all the time in terms of number so you go about your everyday life in your little small area and every time you do something that the authorities don't want you to do ping another fine goes out and I saw a dystopian um, documentary some years back now in which exactly this was being uh, portrayed so what I've been saying for years now going back into the 1990s is that the blueprint for the world is China mm -hmm. and this is what happened for me the Mao revolution was global cult orchestrated the, the global cult has no borders that's for public consumption it's global and the Mao revolution was to create a um, a dystopian um, country within which the global agenda the, the global system could be incubated and perfected and so in the years since you've um, had this Chinese system developed massively now based on artificial intelligence whereby there's millions of cameras in every city they can find you in minutes if they want to find you I've seen documentaries in China um, where they've found people in two or three minutes who've, you know, part of the documentary, they've gone out on the street, see if the system can find you. They've found them um, because uh, of the scale of AI control there. And in China, you know, if you um, uh, uh, find, it's taken out of your, your bank account. And they have this thing in China called the social credit system, whereby if you do and behave and live um, as the government wants you to, which means do everything they say, then you get credits and if you you don't you have them taken away and if you lose enough credits well you can't fly you can't go on a, a plane you can't um, interact with um, mainstream society so when I say China is the blueprint I mean it 
If people want to know what the West is planned to be like, I'm going to say tomorrow, but very soon, then look at China today. Well, you know, you mentioned something that's absolutely important here is that, I mean, if you look back in history, we look at Henry Kissinger meeting with Mao and helping create an alliance with China to save them from starvation, quote unquote, the creation of the Trilateral Commission by, uh, under Zbigniew Brzezinski um, and utilizing this idea of a technocratic super state and utilizing China as the main example. And now fast forward all these years, it just so happens that it all worked out perfectly. And now they, they recently had zero COVID policies and zero COVID policies sound a lot like zero carbon policies. And they seem like the exact same blueprint we're now witnessing the beginnings of with 15-minute uh, cities. Do you do you agree or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the key thing for people to, to grasp is that the, the COVID hoax and the climate change hoax caused by humans is the same hoax. Um, and how appropriate that one of the architects and front people for the COVID hoax, uh, Bill Gates, took time out in, was it February 2021, to publish a book on how the world must change to save the planet from climate change. And when you look at the solutions, you know, I talked years ago about this, what I called problem reaction solution. You create a problem or the illusion of one, perception of a problem is just as good, the problem, you get the public um, to react to the problem by telling them uh, through the mainstream media what you want them to believe about it, i.e. there's a deadly virus or we're all going to die from climate change. And then having got that reaction, do something, you then openly offer the solutions to the problems you've created. And that's human-caused climate change. That is COVID. That's everything. I mean, you've got, uh, there's a deadly virus. Uh, okay, uh, reaction. Oh, well, what are we going to do? Oh, you've got to lock down. You've got to uh, accept fascism and house arrest. Oh, by the way, um, we, we're going to save you all by this fake vaccine. So problem, reaction solution and this is and Hegelian and it's always using the invisible enemy we had that with the war on terror as well oh yeah I mean you know this whole agenda is about the control of perception mm -hmm. we see it play out in apparently physical ways mm -hmm. but it's perception in physical ways, um, social distancing, having the jab, um, lockdown, that, okay, but, but it's perception that allows that to happen. Because if people had the perception in the spring of 2020, this is a load of old crap, I'm not doing this, there would have been no lockdown, there'd be no jab, there'd be none of it. The perception of vast numbers of people was, again, naively, the authorities wouldn't lie to us about something like this. Oh, they would, and they have been through history. And so that perception of there is a deadly virus, oh my God, was what allowed all those things to happen, um, which have been devastating uh, on so many levels, not least psychologically, economically, and, and all the rest of it. So what um, we are uh, looking at is a uh, the stadium in which this is all played out is human perception and we need to take that back now how do you how do you form perceptions you form them from information you receive
whether it's a personal experience, whether it's uh, a Facebook post, a, a news bulletin, you're forming perceptions from all that. And from perception comes behavior. We behave as we do because we perceive as we do. So to control behavior, you control perception. And to control perception, you control information. And that's why we're seeing this uh, extraordinarily extreme level now of censorship. That's why people like you and me are censored. It's because um, if you're trying to control the perception of the population, then you have to control the information that those perceptions are formed from. You don't want mavericks coming along and saying, actually, over here, there's another way of looking at this. You don't want that. So that this, is, this is what the, um, the control of information is all about. And again, you come back to this AI system. The reason that everything has been moved essentially to the internet, the reason the internet was created from military technology via organizations like the um, the Pentagon's uh, technological development arm, Pen uh, the um, uh, DARPA, um, is because if you have a, a vast array of relatively independent media operations, or lots of them, and they're producing from central, uh, from, from uh, diverse points around the world, then you'll find it very difficult to control the information that on the scale you need to, that people are going to receive. But if you can get everything onto the internet, digitally, electronically, then through algorithms, and this is where we're going now, you can not only take down information that you don't want the people to see, through algorithms, you can stop it even being posted in the first place. And, and this is what I said uh, decades ago was what they're planning to do is to create a situation where, again, through technology and AI, in which no one will ever see or hear anything that the authorities don't want them to see and hear. And that's where we're going. How are they doing it? AI and um, algorithms. And, you know, what's happened is this, and it's all been carefully planned. You create the Internet and you want everything moved to the Internet. You want everyone welded to the Internet. You want them to go to the Internet for all their information, all their interaction, which means, of course, surveillance is a piece of cake. So the one thing you don't do in the early days of the internet is you don't censor. You don't like not censoring, but you know it's, it's necessary. What you also do at the same time is you seed fund companies, you give them cover stories. Oh, he, he, he was just a geek in a garage. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and you seed fund them and you can see who they are by who in their formative years of development did not need to worry about the bottom line. I give you Amazon as a classic example. Uh, year after year it made a loss, but there was always more money, more money to keep it going. Mm -hmm. As a result of that, these corporations that were seed funded, internet corporations, did not have to look at the bottom line. Their competitors did. Mm -hmm. So their um, 
ability to move towards a monopoly situation was obviously um, encoded in, in the whole uh, system. And they were either destroying the opposition or they were buying it up. And so they reached a point where the internet was the point where everyone was getting their information from and certain companies dominated the internet. Now, now we gotcha. Now the censorship starts. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening ever since. First, they demonetized um, alternative people so they couldn't earn money from, from their full-time research. And eventually it was full-blown uh, bloody censorship. I appreciate everyone watching part one of our exclusive hour plus interview with the one and only David Icke. Uh, we will be coming out with part two very shortly, but we wanted to get this out while we can, as fast as we can. So I hope you enjoyed and you hit that like button and you shared on social media and you subscribed. Of course, make sure to check those links in the description for Iconic Network. That's Iconic.com. We have a link in the description specifically for you guys where you can get an extended 10-day free trial if you want to see their new shows or documentaries or other series. Make sure to check that link in the description, my friend. You won't regret it. Also, make sure to check out the link for heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO. We have organic kits, heirloom seeds, water filtration and storage, and books on how to get started. Use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of those products in the U.S. And even if you don't qualify for free shipping, I still urge you to use code WAM. Um, again, this could save your life. And in the face of the Great Reset, it comes down to you to prepare and not wait for someone to come along and save you. Faith without work is dead, as it is said. And we must have that responsibility on our shoulder and use it because the way that we save humanity is being human. And what is human? Individualism, freedom, consciousness, of course, empathy, all these different things. Well, let's get on it, my friends. Time is ticking. We'll be coming out with part two of our interview with David Ike very soon. Until then, keep staying tuned. Watch our videos. Check those links in the description. Get prepared. The time is now, my friends. I appreciate everyone watching. And again, I really appreciate David Ike for sitting down and talking with us on such a vast array of topics. And wait until you see part two. There's some really interesting and totally crazy, and I mean that in a good way, stuff coming out of this discussion. I mean, we get really deep. So, my friends, stay tuned. I appreciate everyone watching. This is Josh Searson signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth. Be the change.